Coming up, we'll dig into what is and what isn't taxed in retirement. We've got suggestions on ways to create a tax efficient strategy for your retirement years. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jones. I'm Chuck Caton on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, where there are over 23 years of experience helping retirees as fiduciaries here in the Fox Valley. We have Sam Doolin and Andy Schooler in studio this week. Luke Van Abel out on assignment. And uh, again, your retirement uh, means that uh, you want to be successful in the realm of retirement. Uh, from their Green Bay to Appleton office, anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening, uh, take them up. Uh, as you approach retirement. And taxes are a reality, whether we're working or retired, that's the case. And of course, uh, navigating taxes in retirement can be more than a little challenging, that's for sure. So uh, your tax situation, ladies and gentlemen, is a little bit different when you're working uh, because of a change in income and perhaps a little different tax bracket. Uh, that may or may not be true when you get into retirement. So let's find out from Sam and Andy what is taxed and offer some strategies on how to get you through retirement. And the first thing that we have to know is Uncle Sam doesn't go away just because you've stopped working, right, Sam? So retirement income is taxable. Yeah, the vast majority of it is, Chuck. It's uh, it's just the way that people have structured their uh, have structured their accounts and their savings through the years. Now, there's a there's a couple of things that you could receive in retirement that wouldn't be taxable necessarily: uh, life insurance proceeds, uh, disability benefits. Uh, municipal bond interest, uh, typically not taxable, uh, although municipal bond interest is uh, used in the formula to calculate uh, what level of taxation you're going to pay on your Social Security. Uh, but for the vast majority of you, you're taking distributions from your IRAs. You might have a part-time job. You've got dividends and interest coming in. All of those things are taxable. Pensions, Social Security benefits are going to be taxable. Uh, so unfortunately for most of you, yes, you do need to have a strategy for taxation in retirement. That's one of the things that we focus on very heavily at Dual Financial Strategies because of the basically tax time bomb that many of you have built for yourselves. All right, so you touched on a few of those, but let's amplify a little bit here on some of those that Sam just talked about, how retirement income is taxed. So we'll start, uh, Andy, with Social Security benefits. Uh, people say, why do you tax those? <laughs> because the government taxes everything multiple because times <laughs> because they can. Um, yeah, so depending on your provisional income, anywhere from 50 up to 85% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed by the IRS at ordinary income rates. And of course, those income levels actually haven't been adjusted for inflation or anything else since I think, what, the 80s or something? Yeah, yeah. It's something ridiculous, something. you know, yeah. when you could actually buy stuff. Um, so just, just be aware that... <sighs> almost everything is going to be taxed. Like that is something yep. that we have got to spend some time looking at and planning for and accounting for and looking into the future and dealing with because taxes are something that you can plan for. And I just don't think enough people spend enough time in that realm. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So uh, how are pensions taxed? They are taxed, I would assume, Sam. Fully taxable, ordinary income, Chuck. Pension is taxed no differently than a withdrawal from an IRA. No different, actually, than a job. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the exact same level of taxation. Yeah. All right, Andy, let's talk about, uh, well, in the days here of online banking uh, savings accounts, that they're paying anywhere 4 or 5% uh, in a lot of cases here, so a lot of people are going that way. Interest-bearing accounts, I think everybody does realize those are taxable. Yeah, so especially, I mean, if you are using what's called non-qualified money or non-IRA money, 
than your interest payments or interest that's accrued at the end of the year. So let's say you take some money out of your savings account and you chuck it into a CD because CD rates are, are better right now than they have been. So you put your money there, you're going to get a document from the IRS that says you made this much interest, therefore you this gets included into your ordinary income bracket. So just understand that if it's a non-IRA, you are likely to pay taxes on that unless it's sitting in a deferred annuity. But when we're talking about interest-bearing accounts that are paying that interest off, savings accounts, money market accounts, CDs, um, those type of accounts, you're going to pay capital gains in the market as well. So just be mindful that that almost everywhere you go, you're going to be taxed in some sort of way. All right, so Sam to Andy just touched on capital gains in the market, so obviously sales of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds taxed. Yeah, outside of an IRA, and that's the key to that. Uh, but yes, any of those, that's called a long-term capital gain if it's been held over a year. So if you've held a thing for 366 days, uh, it's a long-term capital gain. And there's going to be one of three different tax levels imposed upon the gains on that. It's either nothing depending upon your income, are 15% or 20%. And this is all based on income thresholds. And there's also uh, an additional uh, insult to injury there. Uh, if you go over a certain income threshold, then they add in what they call a net investment income tax uh, at a rate of an additional 3.8%. So that needs to be looked at carefully when you're going to sell those types of assets to make sure that you're not going to run into a tax buzzsaw that you didn't even know was coming. All right, you're about four or five years away from retirement, ladies and gentlemen. You're in that retirement red zone and you probably think that uh, well i'm not going to be taxed as much nothing much changes as we uh, hear uh, from uh, sam and andy here at dual financial strategies and that's why uh, you should give them a call at 866-203-7486 to talk about tax ramifications for your retirement and they can explain this all to you because some people have dividends on their stocks andy and those are taxed as well they are. In fact, qualified dividends are taxed at long-term capital rate gains rates where non-qualified dividends are taxed at ordinary income. So that's based on your federal income tax bracket. And remember, just because you click into another tax bracket doesn't mean you're paying that highest tax level on all of your income. It's like having a funnel and you pour some in, you're taxed at a lower tax bracket, and that continues to go up as you reach these thresholds. So it's not like, oh my gosh, when you get to a 22% tax bracket, you know, it, all of your money will be taxed at that. It, it goes over time or it goes over um, lower percentages to begin with. Now, I think a lot of people, Sam, do realize when they're working and they have an employer funded, uh, partly funded 401k. And of course, if they convert it over to traditional IRAs, they're going to be taxed. Uh, but those are tax deferred accounts. And you may explain to a lot of uh, our listeners uh, how that happens and what the ramifications are once they hit that golden age of 73. Well, this is the biggest tax trap that the vast majority of you have built for yourselves inside of your 401k plans at work. Uh, and it's 401ks, 403bs, 457s, TSAs, all of those sorts of accounts. Those are all taxed at exactly the same manner and at the same levels. It's just that there's different codes depending upon where it's at within the tax code. But when you made the tradition that your um, your contribution to those traditional IRAs or your 401ks or, or your accounts at work, um, you reduced your taxable income. 
There was no tax on the money going in. Uh, and then the money has, has grown without there being any taxes on the gains. But as soon as you start taking withdrawals, those are taxed at ordinary income rates. That's why this myth that you're going to be in a lower tax rate when you go into retirement is absolutely ridiculous. It's I don't even know why people still say that uh, because it's just empirically false for the vast majority of people. Uh, and then when you get to required minimum distribution age, which is currently 73 years old, you are forced to take that money out of those accounts. And you are told by the federal government, by the IRS, you are told exactly how much you're going to take out of that. You cannot take out any less or you will be substantially penalized for not taking that money out. So that even furthers your tax burden. Yeah, it's crazy. And of course, uh, don't withdraw money out of your 401k, ladies and gentlemen, if you're under 59 and a half, right, Sam? Because there is a substantial penalty there, although I think it was decreased a bit, right, with the last legislation? Well, the pre-59 and a half uh, penalty is the same as it's always been. It's at uh, 10%. uh, But what was decreased with the last legislation was the penalty for not taking a required minimum distribution. They used to to penalize you 50% of the required withdrawal that has been dropped to 25%, but it's still a massive scam. Absolutely. That's the RMD. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, present company included, because that's going to be my year next year, unfortunately. But uh, uh, there is a little light at the end of the tunnel, though, Andy. There's something called the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. And uh, when we look at the taxes there, there ain't any, so to speak. Correct. So if you're fortunate and you were able to participate in a Roth 401k or you had the ability to save on the outside of your 401k um, and open up a Roth IRA, an individual Roth IRA, um, the beauty of those accounts, of course, is that you've already paid the taxes going in. So at least in this situation, the federal government does not force you to take money out because you paid taxes and then the gains are also tax free. Um, So if you have the option to fund into a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, I absolutely would do that um, and take advantage of those benefits because that money is not going to be taxed and that can be helpful. And we see this oftentimes when people are in between 62 and 65 before they hit Medicare, um, they are perhaps looking at retiring. And so therefore, the money that they're using, if they have Roth money, can be used towards their premiums on their health insurance, um, which then do not count against it. They can get higher subsidies. So just understand there's some niches that you can take advantage of if you have that option. All right. And then we'll wrap up this segment very quickly with uh, you sell your house, Andy. What are the tax ramifications there in retirement? Well, so primary home sale gains up to $250,000 or $500,000 for a marrying couple are excluded from income tax if specific ownership and use criteria are met. So that's like people buying homes and flipping them. They've got to stay there for a couple years for it to be considered a primary residence. Um, So it's not an investment property. So there's some nuances there, but as long as you're basically going, most people in this area, you're selling a house and buying another primary residence to stay, it's not going to affect you. Uh, All right. So Sam, what can we do for our listeners here who want to know about taxes in retirement? You know, let's just come in and sit down and talk about it. Because basically, if you are talking to your current advisor and when you ask them about taxes, they tell you, hey, you need to go see your CPA or you need to go see your accountant, you should come and see us because there's absolutely zero reason other than the fact of them just not knowing or understanding taxes that they can't talk to you about taxes. They're just choosing not to. So come and see us and we will. 
All right, it's easy to do that. It's 866-203-7486. That's the number. They've got an office in Green Bay, one in Appleton as well, so that you can meet with Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. They've got over 23 years of experience, and you'll get that retirement lifestyle review, which will include uh, discussing how you're going to pay taxes, what are you going to have to pay in taxes, and how can you plan to mitigate uh, such taxes. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. That's 866 866- 203-7486 and uh, of course Sam in the third printing has had a, a book put together for you that you'll get complimentary with this complimentary uh, visit with them. Uh, purpose determines placement. So give them a call right now. Don't wait. It's 866-203-7486. We're going to continue on a tax theme that is in the next segment, right? We are. And always remember that tax-free beats tax-deferred every time. One way to get tax-free income in retirement is to contribute to a Roth IRA. Some suggestions to help you save even more tax-free. Welcome back to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton along with Sam Dool and Andy Schooler in the studios of Dual Financial Strategies here as we uh, uh, bring you Your Retirement. Green Bay and Appleton, those are the offices here in the Fox Valley. Thanks for listening each and every week. And remember that a retirement lifestyle review can be yours. No cost, no obligation when you sit down with Sam Andy or Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies. Luke's not in studio this week. Uh, uh, it's 866-203-7486. He's out on assignment I don't know if he went, uh, I'll just give you a clue. I don't know if he went to a Predator game, but uh, maybe there were some Predators on Broadway. I'll give you that hint. Anyway, let's go to the Roth Bar, which is one of uh, my favorites because I've got some of those guys. And uh, with uh, Sam and Andy, the inception of the Roth IRA can be traced back to uh, the Taxpayer Relief Act of uh, 1997. And uh, its implementation commenced in 1998 because Senator William Roth, a Republican from Delaware, uh, was the namesake behind its financial tool. And you fast forward to 2024, uh, the Roth has really emerged as a highly favored choice among all of you uh, with uh, an eye towards savings toward retirement. And at least somebody from Delaware is aware of what's going on in the world. It was certainly 25 years ago, Sam. So let's talk about that now. The uh, prepaid retirement tax bill, uh, all of it uh, revolving around the Roth, uh, maybe how it was conceived and uh, what are the benefits? Yep. Well, a Roth IRA, the, the big advantage to it is that your contributions were made with after-tax income. So that makes them particularly advantageous for individuals in lower tax brackets because you are contributing at a lower tax bracket from the very beginning. Um, so since the upfront payment of taxes on the Roth means that you are already established at that level, if you were to move into a higher tax bracket later on in life, or if tax rates rise in the future, which many of us believe is probably going to happen, um, then the contributions have already been taxed. So you have already taken care of that bill, uh, potentially resulting in some tax savings for you uh, to be able to pull that money without there being taxation on any of the gains, and we've already paid all the taxes on the initial deposit. That's a very good uh, maneuver, I think. Uh, I wonder uh, how that got passed through. Uh, do you know a little bit about the history of that, Sam, at all? Uh, just as an aside about uh, uh, about how Senator Roth came up with this idea and how it actually passed. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know what the backstory on, on the Roth IRA is or what the, the reasoning behind that was. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a great tool and it's been around for a long time now. Unfortunately, uh, the vast majority of people have never taken advantage of the Roth IRA to the extent that they could. And the main savings vehicle for most people has been uh, company-sponsored plans, employer plans, uh, and they were very late to adapt to Roth IRAs and, and having Roth IRAs available inside of your plan. Um, that continues to change and evolve, uh, but unfortunately, the Roth IRA for all of the advantages that it has, uh, many, many people uh, have not taken full advantage of that. All right, let's talk, Andy, about the tax-free withdrawals in retirement, which is uh, obviously uh, the big uh, bonus here when you have a Roth. Correct. So withdrawals from that Roth IRA are permitted after reaching the age of 59 and a half, provided the accounts have been established for at least five years. Conversely, traditional IRAs and 401ks require income tax payments on each withdrawal because they've never been taxed. The gains have never been taxed either. So there's a, some definite differences there that we need to make sure that we're clear on. Um, you know, Going back a little bit to what Sam was saying, the other thing too is, is that, yeah, the Roth IRAs came late to the party for sure, to the 401ks, and then it, you were hard pressed to find somebody to talk to about the advantages of that because unfortunately the traditional plans have always been sold to you like, oh, don't worry, you'll be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's just not true. So if you have that option again, like Sam was saying, take advantage of that. And and frankly, when choosing between a traditional or a Roth IRA, it's absolutely beneficial to assess your current tax rate compared to what your anticipated rate in retirement is. And again, it's just been driven home so much that, oh, don't worry, you'll be in a lower tax bracket. But that is not what we see. And we deal with retirement every day. So you have to make sure that you are I mean, in reality, do you want to take a pay cut when you get to retirement? Do you want to change your lifestyle substantially so that you can get into lower tax brackets? Most people don't. You live the lifestyle that you live because that's what you enjoy doing. So we just have to make sure that you are as efficient as you can be. Another strategy is to contribute to both your traditional and Roth um, accounts simultaneously in a given year. This is allowing for a little bit of a diversified approach, hedging against some uncertainties, future tax rates. I, I would lean heavily on to the Roth IRA if you can. So fund that one up to the max as best as possible. If you have extra after that, then you could do extra. But I would absolutely make sure that you're taking full advantage of your Roth IRA. And Sam, I think the tax-free investment growth is also also a key because you let it sit there and uh, even if you don't make any more contributions while you're working uh, you can make those conversions uh, you're gaining uh, as time goes on yep i mean everything that grows inside of that is growing uh, it's growing tax-free uh, and as andy touched on there's some limitations you do have to follow some certain rules but there's also we find uh considerable myths uh, surrounding the, the roth ira chuck as well and when you can take money out of it um in order to take the earnings, the growth, yes, you have to be over the age of 59 and a half, and the, the account has to have been in place for at least five years. But if you need to reach into a Roth IRA and remove funds from it, the principal, the original deposit amount is available to you at any time, and it does not have to be five years. So remember, you've already paid taxes on that money. So that money is accessible to you. It's only the growth and the earnings that are uh, penalized if you remove them too early. All right, and so that means any more flexibility for these withdrawals. 
Correct. So traditional IRAs, 401k holders are obligated to commence with withdrawals after reaching the age of 73. So we know that that's going to be the required minimum distributions that occurs every year. Those withdrawal amounts go up every year also because the divisor goes down. Um, These withdrawals are always subject to taxation and adding to, you know, financial considerations, we have to look at all of those things to make sure that we are addressing your potential tax obligation. And this comes up in some different ways. I, you know, for those of you that are high income earners, you could potentially have to pay more on your Medicare. You have other things that will come into play and and that's sometimes a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. Failure to fulfill the required minimum distributions though may lead to penalties of up to 25%, um, emphasizing the importance of compliance with those withdrawals. And sometimes we can do a, I'm so sorry, I forgot to do this letter to the IRS, but it's better if you can be mindful of that in the year at which you turn 73. That's the year that you need to start taking withdrawals. You have the ability to push it to the next year, to April of the next year, but then you've got to take two withdrawals out in one year. So there's some strategies that can be employed, but just make sure that you understand what the goal is and why we're trying to do that. In contrast, though, Roth IRAs stand out as they do not impose any mandatory withdrawal requirements during the lifetime of the original account holder. So there's some flexibility there. You can manage withdrawals you can manage taxes to some degree if you have enough income in your Roth IRA. So just be aware. All right. We're talking Roth and uh, the Roth IRA and the the advantages thereof for you retirees here with uh, Sam uh, and Andy here of Dual Financial Strategies. Uh, You'll have an easier access to your money too with a Roth, right, uh, Sam? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you you got more options for when you can take it out, obviously, because it's looking at tax considerations and things like that. So there's, there's a lot of advantages to it. One of the other things that we haven't touched on that uh, uh, would be a, a reason for you to start building your Roth IRA balances prior to retirement is if you're going to retire pre-65 before you can start drawing Medicare. Many, many people are doing that these days. And your number one question to us when you're retiring before 65 is, how am I going to pay for my health care? It's going to be expensive. Well, we have a great understanding of how that works because we would deal with it every day. So there are strategies that you can employ to use cash, to use Roth IRAs, and to use these non-taxable income amounts in order for you to be able to qualify for Affordable Care Act subsidies prior to 65. So it's another reason we need to talk, especially if you're going to retire before 65 and you're not talking about how you're going to pay for health insurance, I want you to come in and see us so we can talk about the best option for you to do that because there are very definable strategies that can work quite well for you. And finally, Andy, we're going to talk about uh, other people who will benefit from you having a Roth, and that is your heirs, because that will be tax-free money for them, too, when you pass. Yeah, it it definitely is a more efficient tool to leave to your heirs, obviously, because they don't have to pay taxes on it. Um, the difference between, like, a traditional IRA 401k, that's never been taxed. The, the heirs, upon receipt of a traditional plan, will have to, this was just, happened in the secure act 2.0 and that jargon um basically stated that if you are an heir non-spousal heir receiving money out of a 401k or an ira 
you have to pay the taxes within 10 years. That account has to be cleaned out within 10 years. So you can take it out as a lump sum or you can take the the contents of that account over a 10 year period of time. But make sure that that is something that you are talking to your heirs about. Um, Obviously, if you are wanting to do um, a nice thing for them, paying the taxes on traditional money, potentially converting uh, some of that money to a Roth IRA might be beneficial. Um, But again, anything that we do in a Roth IRA can be very helpful during your lifetime as well as your heirs. And it's very helpful, Sam, for people to come and see you about that topic and more as they approach retirement. These are all of the things that you need to be considering as you're moving towards retirement. There's so many different pieces of this retirement puzzle that have to fit together correctly in order for you to retire successfully so that you can do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. So give us a call. Chuck will give you the number. He'll give you the locations. Come and see us so that we can get you on the right path to your retirement. All right. So that number is a toll-free number of 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And the locations in the Fox Valley are Green Bay and Appleton because Dual Financial Strategies has two offices to serve you here in the Fox Valley so that you can have a successful retirement. And you've got to remember once again that Sam, Andy, and Luke are fiduciaries. It's a fiduciary firm that's independent, and they will give you the best advice because it is all about you. They cater to you and uh, make sure that your retirement will be a, a safe one, a productive one, and a holistic one with their retirement lifestyle review. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Don't delay. Give them a call right now. Well, I know what's on my bucket list. How about you guys in the next segment? Folks need to address it. Addressing your bucket list is an essential aspect of planning for the future beyond just the financial and administrative aspects. Don't just get all caught up into the financial part of it and the logistics part of it. Think about you. And when we come back, we want to give you some considerations for incorporating your bucket list into your overall life plan. We're back on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton along with Andy Schooler and Sam Duell. They are in studio. Luke Benabel on assignment for Dual Financial Strategies and uh, their retirement lifestyle review that could be yours uh, because this show is all about your retirement. They've got offices in Green Bay and Appleton, and their number is 866-203-7486 in case you uh, missed it before the break. We've got Sam and Andy in studio, and we're going to talk about bucket list items here because... Uh, Uh, We want to know what's on your bucket list, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, whether it's eating Omaha steaks in Omaha, Nebraska, or maybe wearing Capri pants on the Isle of Capri. Whatever it is, it takes planning, and of course, it takes money. So let's outline some of the ways to uh, check off some of the stuff on your bucket list and still retire happy with enough money. Because again, that uh, misconception, Sam, that we talk about so often is people think they're going to enter retirement, they're going to spend less money. But listen, depending on what your bucket list is, which you need to define, uh, you're going to need that money and more, and you've got to prepare for it. 
you just these things need to be a part of your planning process i think a lot of people go into retirement they're concerned about how they're going to roll their 401k over they've got a myriad different quote unquote concerns uh and they're not really thinking about the fact that they are unleashing themselves from the job they've been at for 35 or 40 years and moving towards their self-defined freedom so i want you to start outlining what's important to you what do you want to do what's what do you what would you love to do so define it identify it list your dreams write them down dreams aspirations things you've always wanted to do just put these things on paper maybe you're going to travel if you're going to travel instead of just saying oh i'd like to travel where would you like to travel to because that makes a big difference there's a big difference between you know exploring uh, friday fish fries in wisconsin and doing weekend road trips and you know going to europe for six weeks so where do you want to travel how do you want to travel do you want to have personal achievements? Are there things that you want to do? Volunteering, going back to school, uh, experiences, sports, you know, golf, all of that sort of stuff. What do you want to do? Any goals you want to accomplish in your lifetime, anything you want to experience in your lifetime, let's talk about that. Absolutely true. And I think, Andy, uh, you need to uh, not only know them, but prioritize those goals. I'm going to grab this one, Chuck, because she actually had to step out of the studio for a couple of minutes oh, here. Okay. So, yeah, we'll just continue forward. Uh, yeah, as you so as you're doing that bucket list, let's put those goals down on a piece of paper and then prioritize them, arrange them in order of priority. You know, just I think the best way to do this list is to is to simply brainstorm it. Just sit down and whatever comes to mind, write it down. Then you can come back and you can look at these individually and start to prioritize them, whether it would be what you want to do the most, what's the most important to you, something you want to achieve sooner rather than later, but incorporate that into your plan. And I know that you have to uh, be able to pay for it, so you have to uh, figure that into your plan too and know you can afford it. Well, that's why we want to have those type of things up front so that we can align that with your retirement lifestyle planning. So if something's going to cost more or we've got some uh, some more ambitious projects or some more ambitious goals um, when you uh, when you ultimately retire, well, then we're probably going to incorporate that into the plan early. And if that's going to cost a little bit more than what might be within the confines of, of your savings, that's okay. We can allow for it, but we need to be able to allow for these things because planning for your retirement lifestyle bucket list is no different than planning for your health care, planning for whatever you're going to do. It all comes under the same mantle. And speaking of health care, you've got to be able to be healthy enough to do some of these things. So you've got set the uh, realistic timelines to do what you want to do on that bucket list. Well, let's face it, with regards to timelines, generally for most people, the first 10 years of your retirement is when you feel the best. So you end up spending a bit more money during that period of time because you're out, you're active, you're doing things, you haven't slowed down as much. Um, I'm always grateful to see people staying very active through their retirement years because that's what keeps you going, keeps you mobile. Um, so if you can be realistic about what it is that you are looking to do during your retirement, and continue to stay mobile, stay active, do those things, you know, then we have to plan for that because if you're someone like me who doesn't sit down very well, it's <laughs> you're gonna fill up your time somehow. So we need to have a plan with which how you're going to do that. 
So that means, Sam, that you have to do some reviewing and adjusting uh, for you and Andy as you guys approach retirement. And a lot of our listeners, the same thing, too, because uh, things change from time to time. Maybe your uh, priorities will change on the bucket list, or maybe uh, you hope the financial situation won't, or your health situation, right? Well, your personal goals could change. Your personal things that you want to do could change. But yes, there are also, you know, there's a multitude as we get older of outside factors that we don't really, we can't predict and we don't necessarily have a lot of control over. Uh, you know, the economy, uh, pandemics, uh, your health. These are all things that we can't really predict. So yes, we're going to have to be flexible. We do want to revisit the bucket list and make adjustments as needed. And we see this all the time. I mean, Chuck, we we work with so many retired people and have for decades now. Um, but the one constant is things change. But with a well-crafted plan, when it's done properly, when you have the right team doing it that knows what they're doing, these are very, very easy adjustments to make. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, take them up on it, 866-203-7486. What's on your bucket list? How realistic is it for you to achieve some of the uh, uh, goals that you have in retirement uh, as far as that uh, bucket list is concerned? But, Andy, don't forget to include your personal growth goals because it all starts, we touched on health, and uh, that uh, also is something uh, that is very important before you go anywhere uh, wanting to do anything on that bucket list. It's true. I mean, consider adding goals that are related to your personal development, learning new skills, self-improvement. Um, these can contribute significantly to your overall well-being and satisfaction. I mean, heck, they've talked about, um, I've seen multiple studies now on um, dancing as well as riding bikes and being how good that is for people um, with Parkinson's. So perhaps implementing some of those type of things into your regular day-to-day -day, the balance of riding a bicycle could be really beneficial for you um again staying active and mobile and and doing something that's maybe out of your usual and customary plan um learning something new learning can be hard but it, as i've gotten older i find it's much more enjoyable and i'm appreciating learning and my brain sure appreciates it i feel sharper and crisper so i think anything that we do if we're just not sedentary we just don't kind to give up um learn new stuff and keep moving forward all right sam do you think it's important to share your bucket list with others oh absolutely i'd say share it with your friends share it with your family you know for there's multiple different reasons first of all it can create a support system for you uh because the one thing that we know about many of you is that uh you're a lot better at saving money than you are at spending money i've always said that one of the hardest jobs that we have is actually getting you to spend the money that you've saved so Really, really tough for some of you to think about, you know, forking out ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars for a vacation. That's just, you know, almost beyond pale. So if you share these goals, share these dreams with friends and family, they can create a support system for that. And they might even say they want to join you in some of the endeavors. And what fun, you know, would that be to be able to do that with your family or your close friends? It's uh I we even recommend a lot of times when you're when you're doing this type of planning, sit down and do it with friends. You know, have a have a retirement uh retirement lifestyle planning party <laughs> invite some friends over and just have that be the event of the evening say hey let's brainstorm and talk about what we would all like to do in retirement i think it would be very very fun for you and you would be amazed at the different ideas you're going to hear yeah and in the process andy you'll make memories along the way you do i mean and you know as the older we get i think more people realize how just important those making memories spending time with loved ones and people that you care about 
becomes more so than money. Money gives you freedom, but it doesn't give you the joy and the fulfillment that you find when you are spending quality time with people that um, lift you up. Absolutely, too. And again, we can't emphasize this uh, more emphatically, and that is stay mindful of your health as we wrap this segment up, Sam, because your health is where it all starts. You've got to be able to do these things on your bucket list uh, and enjoy them by being healthy. Absolutely. And just understand that some of these things that you're going to do could be physically demanding. I think about, uh, I just met a gentleman recently, listens to the radio show on the weekends uh and he he just recently retired he just he just kind of backed off here within this year um he's still working he's still doing what he does however he is expanding his goals for what he wants to do and one of the things he was telling us the other day that he's going to do um, is he's going to hike the grand canyon absolutely and sam you should be the first person you and andy and luke should be the first person and people have that on the bucket list that's the first thing they should have on their bucket list is to come and see you when their retirement is near yeah what what do you want to do how do you how do you want to do this and and how are you going to you know how because we've got to figure out okay how are we going to fund it but the one thing i really want to emphasize to to everybody chuck is please 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 don't be afraid to celebrate your retirement don't be afraid to celebrate your achievements don't be afraid to celebrate the milestones along the way this is what you have worked 35, 40, 45 years for. That's why you've done all of this is so that you can do these things. So celebrate them. Stop being so chronically focused on the money, so fearful that you're going to lose the money. Folks, we got ways we can structure so that that goes away. Those worries and concerns about the money go away. We can build you a plan that incorporates all these things you want to do in and erases the worry side of it. I want you to be at a point in your retirement lifestyle so that you go and enjoy the things you've always wanted to do. You do them with passion and quit worrying about the next dollar, scared to death that you're going to go broke because I'll share a little insight with you. I've been doing this for, uh, we're coming upon 25 years now, almost a quarter of a century, all kinds of different people, all sorts of different levels of savings, all sorts of different lifestyles, and not a single one. Listen to me here. Not a single one has gone broke in retirement. Not a single one has lost all of their money in the stock market. Stop focusing on that. Stop being so hypersensitive to that and enjoy your life because you're going to get one shot at it. You're going to get one retirement. Do it right. All right. And doing it right is by calling 866-203-7486 at Dual Financial Strategies and visiting with Sam, Andy, or Luke uh, to get that retirement lifestyle review. Their track record is impeccable, as you just heard. They have a Green Bay office, an Appleton office, so give them a call right now. Don't procrastinate getting ready for retirement. Give them a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. Fast-moving show. We've got another segment, though. Segment everybody always looks forward to. You fill up our uh, inbox with questions during the week, and then we answer as many of them as we can. We're going to do just that right after this.
back here on your retirement. Chuck Caton along with Sam Dool and Andy Schooler of Dool Financial Strategies. As uh, Sam said, coming up on a quarter century of serving the Fox Valley uh, with uh, retirement planning extraordinaire. A Green Bay office, an Appleton office, and a phone number of 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. It's that retirement lifestyle review that uh, will uh, well put you in the success column uh, as you uh, approach retirement, plan, and uh, pursue those bucket list dreams, and also along the way, uh, mitigate those taxes, as we talked about earlier in the show. All right, Sam and Andy, both of you are ready to tackle some questions here, aren't you? We are ready to go. All right, let's go to Appleton. Megan is there with this question. All my friends say that you need at least a million dollars saved uh, to retire comfortably these days, but I only have about half that, so I'm a little bit worried about retiring next year. I'm 65 now, so should I, Sam, keep working into my 70s? Megan, I want you to tell your friends that they're wrong. You don't have to have a million dollars to retire. I don't know where that ever came from even. I mean, that has been around for the longest time. Actually, I think where it actually started at was Sue Zorman, the talking head on TV that pretends to be a financial planner. I think that she started a lot of that with people. And it's absolutely categorically false. There's not one, there's not even a fingernail sliver of evidence to point to it. There's no empirical data that says that that's true. It was simply made up. And now it is pervasive in the industry. Megan, what you need, is enough money in your savings to be able to fill the income gap that you have while only needing a reasonable amount of return. So we would typically say that three to 4% is probably the maximum amount of withdrawal you'd wanna take. But what you do is you just look at what all your guaranteed income sources are gonna be, you add those together, look at what your lifestyle is going to be, that's your retirement gap. Let's say you got, let's say you need four, you need $60,000 a year. You got $40,000 coming in in, in uh, retirement income uh, and are you got $40,000 coming in in guaranteed income. You need to take $20,000 out of your savings. Well, okay, if I need to take $20,000 a year out of my savings and if I've saved a million dollars, that's 2%. That means I got to withdraw 2% of my savings every year. So in order to follow the old adage that I'd like to you know, spend my interest and keep my principal, I need to be making 4% or so. In your case, if that's a $20,000 gap, well, 20,000 divided into 500,000, that means you need to be have about a 4% rate of return in order to retire, or you would be taking a 4% withdrawal. That's reasonable, there's nothing wrong with that. So I want you to base this uh, retirement planning of yours and how long you work, I want you to base it on reality, and I want you to base it upon your numbers. I could care less how much Sue Zorman thinks you need to retire because she doesn't know who you are, she doesn't care who you are, and you're never gonna meet her, and she sure as heck isn't gonna fund your retirement for you. So come in and visit with us. Let's establish your retirement lifestyle number, and let's look at it personally as far as you're concerned. Not your friends, not somebody on the radio, not somebody pitching a book, you. You're all that matters. Absolutely. That's why this program is called Your Retirement. There's no such thing as a, a single plan that fits every situation. Uh, that is for sure. All right, Andy, George in Green Bay wants to know, uh, being well into retirement age, although still working, 
Uh, I have a nest egg of about uh, $500,000 invested entirely in stocks. But I'm getting a little worried about the future of the economy and the market. So should I transfer everything to a safer investment? Hi, George. That's a great question. I would look at it several different ways. And, and without actually sitting down and getting to know your situation better, it's a little bit hard for me to suggest or recommend anything to you. But a baseline that I would certainly consider is if you have this you know, large sum of money that's sitting there all in one thing, then yeah, we may want to consider investing in some different asset classes that might give you a little bit more um, diversification or protection against market downsides. So be mindful um, of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then let's look at how much money that you would need in sort of a liquid tool, because essentially the market is considered a liquid tool. There's no surrender charges to get out of it, but let's look at the different options that you have across the board, no matter who you work with, to figure out what tools might be accessible to you or appropriate for you as you are looking at trying to pull some of that market-based money out of the market and get to somewhere that would make you feel more comfortable. So I think that's where you've got to work with somebody who's not just trying to sell you something. It would be very important. I would do you know some interviews of financial advisors to establish, are they a fiduciary? Um, are they focused specifically in retirement, understanding your why? Um, so these are things that I would want to address and, and start with us, start with whomever you want to. But the reality situation is you've got to find somebody to work with that can help you. Very good answer there. And of course, uh, we're kind of biased toward the fine work that uh, Dual Financial Strategies does. That's what this program's all about. And 866-203-7486 is the number you can reach them to make that no-cost, no-obligation appointment uh, to discuss your retirement and uh, hear about the retirement lifestyle review that they can provide either at the Appleton office or at the Green Bay office. Let's go to Nina now. James is there with a question. Sam, is it wise or unwise to start planning how I'll handle the inheritance that I'll get when my mother passes away? She's in her late 80s right now, declining health, and I expect to get a substantial amount when she passes. So uh, I don't necessarily want to ask her what I can expect to get, uh, but I do want to be able to start planning. So how do you advise people on something like this? It's a delicate conversation. I know I had to go through it along with my sister uh, back about 10 years ago when my mother had early stage dementia. Yeah, delicate and emotional. Um, So, James, I would probably say you need to start thinking about it, which, you know, obviously you are. It needs to be something that is within your thought process, and it probably needs to be something that we look at how does that incorporate into and how representative of your overall retirement is that. However, I don't know how well you can plan for it. And the reason I say that. is you know your mother's in her late 80s she's in declining health uh but as we all know uh, declining health can be extraordinarily expensive so we've seen this happen many times where parents or an individual was in declining health but they ended up being in declining health for years and declining health in an institutional setting that was costing a hundred thousand dollars a year Uh, so i would say first let's focus on your mom Let's focus on making sure that she has the best care that she possibly can. Let's focus on making sure that she is as comfortable as she possibly can be. Let's keep the idea that yes, there's likely going to be money available when she passes in the back of our minds. But 
I don't think it's time to move that to the forefront. I think it needs to be a piece of knowledge within your plan rather than a certain event. Well, that's a good uh, answer. And can I uh, ask you a question, though? Uh, would you, wouldn't you ask, Sam, that uh, they, I mean, and this is a situation we had in my situation with my sister and I taking care of my mom. We were on the checkbook. We were able to pay bills when she was unable to do it. So don't you think they should have some kind of a candid conversation as well about what uh, is going, does the mother, for example, have a will? Does she have documentation that they're the beneficiaries or he is a beneficiary? I mean, these are all little things that I hope uh, the mom thought of. And those are just common sense conversations yeah. to have, but it, it, they're hard because they're emotional. And frankly, they're hard because they deal with mortality and end of life issues. But yes, and I would also suggest, James, that... Um, I, I, you got to have, I hope that you have this already. If you don't, you've got to have the living documents in place for your mother, that being a financial power of attorney, so that if her health declines to a point that she can't make her own financial decisions, you can do that for her or some family member. All right. Very good answer there. All right. Uh, final question uh, for you, uh, Andy, is from Robert in Menasha. Who is 65? He said he's going to be retiring later this year. He's got about $150,000 in a Roth IRA, and he says $450,000 in his 401k. So he wants an open matters. So which one I start taking money from first, or should I just take some from each? Hi, Robert. Yep, great question. Um, I'm glad to see that you have a pretty extensive Roth IRA. That makes me happy. Um, there are a few things that we would need to look at. A, how old are you? You know, the reality is if you're not required to take those minimum distributions until you're 73 and you're in your mid-60s, call it, then um, you have a lot of time where that 450000 is going to potentially increase. And so it may be beneficial to take some money out of that um taking time bomb, if you will, as far as taxes are concerned, pre before you turn 73. Um, but there may be situations where pulling money from a combination of the two could be beneficial so that you avoid maybe stepping up into the next tax bracket. Um, I would also, you know, ask, are you married? Are we are we deficit in a deficit for income? Do you have an income gap that we need to fill? Um, so those kind of things can make a difference when we are planning where to pull money from. I mean, it's never a bad idea to keep your tax, you know, the Roth IRA as available as possible. Um, you've got to consider the out-of-pocket costs for health coverage that you will need at some point in time. Um, so there's a number of things that I would implore you to investigate further but basically i wouldn't do it just willy-nilly i would no. want to sit down with somebody and have a very clear discussion where are you at right now what sort of expenses do you have um making sure that you are um you know if you're still basically looking to try and qualify for health coverage because you aren't 65 yet and on medicare then we have to deal with that that might be a pull from a roth as opposed to a traditional so uh taxes are going to be a big deal let's let's this sit is down entirely a tax question. yeah it really is it's like at the end of the day which which pocket you pull that right. money from is entirely dependent upon what are we trying to achieve and that's the reason why we it's the reason why we uh named the book what we did chuck when i wrote that book a few years ago purpose determines placement absolutely that's exactly why we did it is because the purpose of that money will determine where we're going to pull it from absolutely and that's just one of the things you can do for our listeners and then very quickly what else can we uh, help them with 
Well, just that overall satisfaction, I think, of knowing that you have all of the pieces in place. You know, as uh, as I would say, you got your ducks in a row. So bring your ducks with you. Let's take a look at them and see what order we need to put them in. And then we'll just all just kind of duck waddle off into the sunset. How about that? Absolutely. And it's very easy to do that. You can waddle in by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And remember, they've got offices in Appleton and Green Bay. Dual financial strategies, a quarter of a century of helping people to and through retirement with that uh, retirement lifestyle review. Give them a call. No cost, no obligation. Sit down and uh, map out your retirement. It's been a great show. Sam, your final thought. Oh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. And always remember, we'll be here same time next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.